I'd like to welcome back Pastor Michael Jakes. He's given us a lot of insight into the scriptures and he's part of our ministry team. He does a sermon series from Sunday to Thursday called That's the Word. And today we're going to be talking about the tricks that Satan plays on us, the traps he sets, and how he makes you worry. So Pastor Jakes, let's start with who Satan is and who he was to God. Well, Satan... Satan's story is a story that goes uh, too far back. The Bible doesn't give us a lot of details, but we, we do read in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter number 14, uh, starting in verse number 12, if I may. It says, how thou art fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. So we see there that Lucifer, uh, we know him as Satan, but he was once one of God's choicest angels, uh, and he was beautiful. I believe it's the book of Ezekiel uh, that goes into more detail about um, his appearance. Uh, but here it talks about in uh, Isaiah, how thou art cut down to the ground, which did its weaken the nations. And it was all because of his beauty that we read about in Ezekiel, that his beauty uh, caused him to have an improper outlook of himself and pride. That's why we have to, as people of God, we have to steer clear of pride because pride is the very sin that brought Lucifer down to become Satan, all because of pride. We read, he says, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also upon the mount of congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Those five I wills constitute the heart of pride. Satan wanted to be not like God. Satan wanted to be God. And so this was the beginning of sin. Uh, not the beginning of sin. sin. The beginning of sin happened way back uh, in the Garden of Eden. But So this particular instance happened pre-Eden when mm -hmm. Satan somehow... Uh, was brought down but satan is somebody that we do have to contend with now and we have to be very careful of him yeah you know what it makes me think too about the book of daniel when um nebuchadnezzar thought he was you know look at all this stuff that i created oh yes right with the pride yes that's a sin right there pride is pride. a sin i pride. created all this says, look what i did yes pride, pride. the scripture says i believe it's in proverbs that Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So we we have to guard against seeing ourselves higher than what we are. We must keep ourselves on a level plane and keep, the Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So we always want to make sure that we are in that humble place. Lord, it's all about you. It's not about me. Uh, it's not my ministry. It's your ministry. We have to always make sure that God gets the glory. Otherwise, when people start saying how good you are, how good you give the glory to God. Immediately give the glory to God. We don't want any part of pride in our lives. Amen to that. Absolutely. So how does Satan trick us into thinking that we're better or no more than God does? And, and let's look at Peter when he, when he told Jesus he wouldn't die. Was, uh, you know, the Bible talks about David as being a man after God's own heart. Uh, Peter 
Peter is a man after our own heart. Peter, we, we are just like Peter. Peter thought that he was invincible. He thought that because he had, uh, that because he was with Christ and he thought he knew Christ, he thought he knew himself. Uh, but Peter had no understanding of what he was capable of. And when uh, Jesus tried to tell him so, uh, he said that Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. In other words, Satan wanted to shake him. And God was going to allow Satan to shake him in order to teach him a lesson about himself that he needs to, once again on pride, he needs to come down mm-hmm. from his pride. What Satan does, he distorts our view of things. And this is how he, he traps us and deceives us. He, he distorts our vision. He causes us to see what is not there. Uh, Peter saw himself and thought that he was better or stronger than what he was. And this will always happen when we begin to rely upon ourselves. Satan distorts, distracts, and had Peter looking in within himself. You hear people say many times, the answer to your problems, look within yourself. No, you don't want to look within yourself. You want to look outside of yourself because many times self is the problem. So you want to look to the Lord to solve uh, your problems. And that's what uh, Peter did not do. He allowed Satan to sow those seeds of pride in his heart. And we see what the outcome uh, with Peter was. Because we walk with Jesus, a lot of times we're walking and we're, we're doing what we, you know, we know is the right thing and, and, and we're walking along. And then somebody comes into our life and says something that trips us up you know, Satan will use something in someone's mind to say like, you can't do that, or that's not good. Or when you know, when, in, when you know that God is, is kind of directing you in that place, mm-hmm. you know, what, how do you, how do you direct somebody? How do you know? And what do you do when you're in the midst of that? When somebody's telling you, you can't do that. Well, I think, I think uh, what we, what we should begin with is understanding who you are in God. If you, un- if you truly understand who you are uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Satan will come. Listen, Satan, he does what he does. Uh, we make no apology for that. He is who he is, so he will do what he will do. Uh, but we must be armed. The Bi- what did the Bible say? The Bible says that we must not be ignorant of his devices. I believe that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 11. So we know that Satan has an arsenal. He has ways that he goes about doing things. Uh, but knowing who you are in the Lord, understanding uh, the great blessings that we have in Christ, uh, there's, a, there's an assurance that comes along with knowing who you are. And when you know who you are, it's, all, it's, an old, it's a song that we probably all familiar with, because of who you are. Knowing who you are, it all stems from knowing who he is and mm-hmm. what he is able uh, to do. Uh, and when you come to that truth that Christ is our life, and that's from Col- Colossians chapter three and verse number four, when you come to that conclusion that Christ is your life, he is the sum total of all that you are, Satan will throw his fiery darts as he will do. Uh, but you are protected 
by the power of God. The Bible says that we are kept by his power and knowing who you are in him will keep those uh, defenses up and Satan will not be able to get at uh, and, and peck away at your, uh, at your worth in God. Know who you are and that, that, that'll take you a long way. Okay, now the reason why I got you on here was because I was feeling a lot of <clears throat> Satan pressing down on me, mm-hmm. and and I didn't know what to do. And and of course, the the most easy answer is to ask Jesus to come and help you. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what what can we do in the moment we're having anxiety, hopelessness, or worry? Here's what you do. I got a great answer for this one here because I, I, I've been down that road. I've been down that road. It's the most difficult thing to do in those times of worry and anxiety or, or even if depression tries to set in. It is praise. If you can praise God in spite of, if you can still praise God when you don't feel like there, there's any way that you can, listen, Satan, what, what it will do, here's, here's what it will do. We read a story in the Bible, uh, in the Old Testament, I'm, I'm, where it is exactly, um, it's not coming to me right now, uh, but uh, when the people of God began to sing and to praise, I believe it's in Second Chronicles, First or Second Chronicles, when the people of God began to sing and to praise the enemy and the Bible used in the King James, the enemy was discomfited. In other words, there was a confusion that came in the enemy's camp. They began fighting one another. And it was all because the choir was up front and they began to sing. So if you can praise God, it does something to the, let me use this word, it does something to the psyche of the enemy. He doesn't understand how you can still praise God when you're dealing with this and that and that and all, and you still can say, Lord, I praise your name. I bless your name. It does something. It, it, it affects him. Okay. That's why the Bible says, resist the enemy and he will flee. Praise is a, is a form of resistance. I'm not going to give into that. I am going to praise God and the enemy will flee. He will come back because he's relentless. But praise is always the right thing to do in every situation. It, may, it will be difficult, but praise God. Uh, Psalm 42 and verse number five. Uh, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why art thou discouraged within me? Put your hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Continue to praise God when you find yourself anxious and worrying and praise God, not for the situation, but praise him for who he is, that he has every single thing under absolute control. Love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. God bless you, Nancy. You can watch The Call with Nancy Cebedo on YouTube and listen on podcasts with Apple, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, and more. Why not share your faith and shop our online store and support our ministry? Shop the call with nancycebedo.com slash online dash store.